we've heard this in the business industry, you have to have the perfect logo because that represents your brand, but that's not what people are connecting with. They're connecting with you first. You're listening to episode 55 of Power Pearls podcast. I'm the host, Karagat Warner, and it's my mission to share those stories that celebrate our passion for making and yarn crafting and what keeps us going down that path. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Power Pearls Podcast. You're really in for a treat today because I am chatting with the one and only Chelsea Fitch. So many of you may already know Chelsea. She has created the wildly popular group on Facebook called the Fiber Boss Collective, and she's also Knitfitch knitfitch.com. So if you guys have not heard of Chelsea yet, well, you better join that Facebook group because it's so engaging. There's lots of excitement going on. And for those of you that are really wanting to really push things forward with your, with your business, with your yarn crafting business, or if you want to start one, if you, if you want to take your passion to the next level, this group is where it's at. I mean, everything that you want to know is happening there. And it's, it's a, one of those kind of places that you can check in every day and find something really incredibly useful. This is an exciting episode. And by the way, you guys, we may be doing a part two because I really connected with Chelsea and I think that you'll, uh, you'll get that feeling once you start listening. And for those of you who are my Patreon subscribers, I want to just say thank you so much. I always like to take a moment at the top of every episode just to say thank you so much for your support. I really appreciate it. And words cannot describe enough (laughs) how grateful I am. So I just always want to take that moment just to say thank you. And every episode is now available on Patreon, the raw and unedited version. So this episode with Chelsea was released about a week ago. And you guys can listen to this if you are a subscriber of the podcast at the $3 and up level. It's a little taste of what it's like behind the scenes. Uh, what you know what it's like to create a podcast from the moment I hit record. So you can go over to patreon.com forward slash power pearls podcast to learn more about how to get those episodes and also how to become a patron. There are lots of different levels and uh, I hope you enjoy this episode with Chelsea Fitch. Hey, Power Pearlers, welcome to another episode of Power Pearls Podcast. Today, I am chatting with the one and only Chelsea Fitch of Knit Fitch. Some of you may know Chelsea from her wildly popular Facebook group, Fiber Boss Collective, for fiber art business owners. Chelsea started her professional career working for various magazines, newspapers, and even worked at Walt Disney World as a photographer. She first picked up her knitting needles shortly after her son was born and quickly fell in love with yarn crafting. She learned as much as she could about yarn, hand dyeing yarn, and she even started a podcast. So 
With that, I will say, Chelsea, thank you. It is a pleasure to have you on Power Pearls podcast today. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Well, you, I know that you are in Australia and I am of course in Indiana. <laughs> so it's Thursday evening where I am. Uh, and it's about 11 a.m. on a Friday yes. for you, which is so <laughs> crazy cool. So, but it's amazing how we can jump on a call like this and have a conversation. So thanks for taking the time out of your busy oh, life. Of course. Yeah. So, um, so my interest for having you on the show started with, you know, following you on Fiber Boss. And this is like, well, I should say the F Fiber Boss Collective, right? Not to be, because Fiber Boss, you'll talk about that in a little bit, but the, the Fiber Boss Collective is a group mm -hmm. on F Facebook. It's an awesome community that you created really not that long ago. And it's crazy. I mean, it's, you know, it, there's so much engagement. And um, and so I thought this this is great. I have to have you know, I have to have you on the show. And also it would, you know, I've received a great recommendation from a fellow fibery friend of ours, Francoise Danois, who was also on episode 26 of Power yes. Pearls. So, uh, yeah, so you guys have quite the relationship as well. So before we really, you know, we dig in and I start asking you some deep questions, well, maybe not that deep, <laughs> but anyway, I, I want you to just kind of share your journey with the Power Pearls listeners and just talk about how you entered this, you know, this fibery world. Okay. Yeah, no problem. It's kind of a, a weird way. I, I feel like it's a weird story. I, and actually more that I tell it, I hear people relate to it more. So I guess it's not that weird in my, it's just in my head, you know, <laughs> but um, yeah. so pretty much what happened is as a young girl, actually, I remember going, I would go camping with my grandmother. My grandmother was such a crafter. She sewed, she did everything. Little did I know, I didn't even know she knitted until after she passed away and I inherited a lot of her stuff, but apparently she had knitted as well. Um, but she would take me, Wow. yeah, cool. she would take me camping um, all the time, like three times a year as a little kid. And I remember in Oregon, on the Oregon coast, um, in Cannon Beach, there's this little shop and I'm trying, I think it's just called Coastal Yarns. But I would walk past that. I didn't know how to knit. I didn't know how to crochet. I didn't know how to do anything. But as a little girl, I would walk past that store when we would all go shopping at the little shops. And I would beg my grandmother to go in there. And she's like, you don't know what to do with that, honey. Like, why do you need to go spend oh, your money so like on, on yarn? And I just kept saying, I want to buy color, grandma. And I just want to buy color. Because I remember seeing all the wall and just seeing color. And that's all I was just drawn mm. to it. Um, so I always had that in the back of my head that I remembered that yarn store, I remembered that story, and I wanted to buy color. Um, and then I grew up and I fell in love with photography. And uh, my, my life kind of went that way. Uh, and then I guess, what happened, I often tell people, uh, this whole, whole story is kind of that starts, but it kind of the it's, this sounds funny. The story started with the um, kind of the <laughs> the death of a dream and the start of a life is how I like to phrase it. Mm. Um, I had been able, I'd been offered like my dream job opportunity to go be an editor for a magazine up in Seattle. And 
I was so excited. And literally the same week, my husband got his job offer to move to Japan. And so it was kind of this, like, we both had job opportunities at the same time. And we had to do the logical, like, who's, who's going to get paid more? What's going to be best for our family in the future? And it really ended up being a decision that Japan's kind of a once in a lifetime thing, you know? And I was like, okay, okay. Yeah. So yeah. we, it was hard for me. That was my death of a dream. Um, little did I know mm-hmm. I had a bigger dream planned for me. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> so we moved to Japan and I just got really lonely. I, um, my husband speaks fluently, but I, I don't. And the part, we moved to Tokyo, but the part of Tokyo we lived, we lived actually right next to Disney World, like their Disneyland. Um, and I just didn't know anybody. I didn't talk. So I got really, really lonely. Um, and that happened for, that was for two years. And that I, you know, first time in my life battled depression. I had gone from friends and being very active in my job to just nothing and staying at home because I wasn't allowed to quote unquote work. And so I just got really depressed. Um, but once my, and then I was, I got pregnant, which was planned. It wasn't like a surprise thing, (laughs) but, uh, we had a baby. And when he was born about three months in, I just remembered I was getting all those emotions, you know, as a new mom and your hormones are raging and you're just like, Oh, you know, (laughs) so I remembered my grandmother and I remembered that story that I told at the beginning. And, I just was like, I need to, I need to learn what to do with yarn. I need to knit. Like that was the first thing in my head. I need to knit. And so I remember one mm. expat that lived, that I had been introduced to through some friends, um, casual friends in Japan. And I just was like, Hey, will you teach me how to knit? You know, that we, all knitters, we get that, like, teach me how to knit thing. <laughs> and she yeah, was like, exactly. sure, bring your new baby over. I'd love to meet him. And I was like, <laughs> okay, done. Cool. So I sat with her for a day, um, kind of, she taught me how to continental knit. And from there, like just one day I was hooked and I just went home. I joined Ravelry that same day. I, so I got really overwhelmed real fast, but I was looking at videos online. I joined a subscription service that taught me how to knit. And so for the most part, she helped kickstart it, but I kind of was self-taught most of it and it just became an obsession. So that's how like my love of fiber arts came about. So how long ago was that? Like when did you? So my son was born. He's just turned three. So that was in 2014. Yeah. Wow. So that wasn't that long ago. That's pretty wild. (laughs) You know, because, you know, I was thinking, you know, just kind of circling back to your experience as a young girl and just like seeing color Mm -hmm. like that just kind of stuck with me you know like because I can I can definitely relate to your story because I was introduced to knitting I mean I did learn when I was 12 Mm -hmm. from my grandmother but then I let it go right and then came back to it and it's kind of interesting how it comes it came back right when I needed it and I was going to ask you about your pivotal moment I think you already told me (laughs) what your pivotal moment was but like I, I was not that I was depressed, but I needed, I needed an outlet to, you know, cause I was working exactly. a crazy life. You know, I was working in the garment center. I was in New York city and I was like, ah, I need, you know, I found this yarn store and that's kind of what brought it all back. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like in a way that's kind of what it was for you. It's like you saw the yarn as, as a young girl, but it wasn't quite ready exactly. for you. I don't know if that makes no, sense. No, it totally then, does. <laughs> And then later it was like, it just flooded in, right? And then 
did you feel like though when you had your son was that was there any influence there i mean do you feel like your interest in learning learning more about knitting I think had so. you know, i think a yeah? lot of it mm-hmm. for me was um you know as as a new mom i just kind you know you know mm. you want to learn as much as you can to teach your children and you just want to be the best mom you can be you know we always have that and so i think that was in the back of my mind and i just remember newborn baby and i didn't want to get back into that sitting and being doing nothing mm. and getting depressed mm-hmm. and so i knew for his sake um and my own that i needed to find something that um kind of filled my mind and filled my hands and I wasn't just sitting and being bored. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, did you ever though get to the point where you're like, okay, I'm, I'm here. I am with my, my son and mm, you know, maybe this could be a business and I could be like a mompreneur. Right. Like no. <laughs> when did that, when did that? So, cause I'm kind of, I, I think we're kind of moving, yeah. you know, we're segueing to that conversation, but like, when did that occur? Did that like, come? when did you think, Yeah, because you're, I look at you like you're like you and Francoise are very similar in this way. You know, you seem to be very savvy when it comes to online marketing. And you just you really have a head for it, you know, and when did that, you know, when did that come to you? When did you think, hey, you know, this could be this could be a cool business. Um, So I've always had like that entrepreneurial heart. Uh, I I had YouTube channels. I'd went in the beauty realm. I always tried. I had a photography business actually put myself through college. So I always knew I liked the business side of things. And when this had come back into my life, or or not come back when knitting had come into my life, and I fell in love with Ravelry, I fell in love with the industry. I just was like, I need to be a part of this. It was just this overwhelming need and desire. And it wasn't so much a mental need. It was very much a heart. Like I need to be a part of this community and this industry. Mm. And so at first I was like, I'm a new knitter. I don't know much. So I, and I had discovered podcasting or like the video podcasts when they were all just first starting. Um, and it was more of like, here's my yarn. Here's what I, we still watch them. You know, here's what I bought today. Here's what I'm working on. Here's my <laughs> FO, those type of things. And mm, so mm-hmm. I was like, I need to, in order to get my foot into this community, it was more of a community at the point. I was like, let's start this podcast. And so I just was like, I know how to do videos. I'll do this like silly video. I'll show my personality and we'll see if anyone wants to be friends with me essentially is what it was. And so I did that for a while. And then, um, to be honest, I was, it was kind of more of this deeper need to be it part of the industry instead of just in the industry. And I was trying to figure out how will that happen? I was thinking maybe I'll be a knitwear stylist. Like I was thinking about all these little ways that based on what I love and what um, my skills are. And I was sitting at, I had gone home from Japan for a weekend or no, it was not for a weekend. It was for like a week. And I was actually in Portland and I think I had gone to the Stephen and Stephen tour they were they oh, were around and, really? yeah, and I was just like I love this oh, and it was my this goodness. overwhelming like I they need to do so this funny. what am I going to do and I was sitting with a bunch mm-hmm. of women who are now my dear friends but uh we were at my I was at actually my first knit night because we didn't I didn't have a community in Japan to like sit and knit at and there were a bunch of um business owners as well 
and yarn dyers, designers, shop owners, you know, and they were sitting there talking about the industry. And I was, I'm like such a fly on the wall. I'm so good at like just sitting back and like (laughs) listening. And so I was just, you know, sitting there knitting my little thing, listening to everyone. And I remember hearing some kind of not complaints, but just kind of struggles from the women in that they wanted a place where people felt safe to collaborate with each other, where they felt that, you know, if I share some of my knowledge, you're not going to go and steal my my ideas, my um, trade secrets, things like that. And I just remember listening to that. And then one girl goes, what do you do in the industry? And to be honest, this is so embarrassing, but to be honest, I looked at her and I just started crying because I didn't know. Oh no. I I didn't know what I wanted to be in the industry, but I knew I needed to be. And so I kind of just took a step back and I had started um, a challenge online that was a brand story challenge. And it kind of helped me uh, hash out what I was thinking. And I had actually one day gone to Francois, or I call her Frenchie. And I said, Hey, (laughs) we need this like area for all those business owners to just be safe and support each other and love on each other. And so what what do you think of like, what do you think people would be interested in this? Would you be would they be interested in a a group? And she's like, yeah, let's like, do it, Chelsea. I was like, Oh, can you help me get it started? Just because I wasn't sure if I could um, do it by myself. I was a little hesitant. I was still questioning myself as a business owner. Um, You know, those early years when you're like, can I do it? Can I not do it? Do I need help? (laughs) And so yeah, and that's kind of just how it started. Wow. That, I mean, that's, that's really cool. So you, you basically, you saw a need and you filled yes, it. Yes. Essentially. You know? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that's the thing that, that I'm sitting here thinking about the whole time, because this is what was kind of missing in the industry because, you know, I've been, gosh, I've been in this industry since 2002 mm-hmm. and I started designing then and it's changed a lot since then, you know, but I love what's going on in the digital world. And it is, it is amazing. I mean, you don't even have to be a designer (laughs) to have a fiber business. You, you just need to have really good taste, (laughs) love yarn, and you can build a business around Mm -hmm. that. And that's the thing that I've been talking a lot about lately on the podcast. And also in my, you know, my Facebook live videos that I do every week, because that's just it. It's like, you know, you've got brand ambassadors and, and just, oh my gosh, there's so many ways to collaborate and just be you know, just creative collaboration yeah. is, is really what it's at now, where it's at nowadays. Okay. So I wanted to circle yes. back. So, so the podcast, <laughs> um, now I know. Okay. So you had an audio podcast for a little while and I lost touch with that. I, I was like, Oh, look at that. You and oh, Frenchie, yes. you're on a podcast together, podcast, but now yes. it's <laughs> right. So, but is it still going or is it now just video based? Like, tell me a little bit, like, yeah. just tell me, tell the audience what's up with that. So pretty much what, so what ended up happening is once we, Frenchie and I realized that this was a a thing and I realized I actually want to do it and I wanted to take it into a different direction than just a, a group. And she had been, she's really good with designers. And I was like, you know, I'm not, I tried the design thing. I tried the hand dyeing thing. Um, just wasn't my talents, but I knew what my talents were. And the fact that I, I knew business, I knew marketing, I knew visual branding. Those are, that's where I was. And I was like, this is where I want, um, 
FiberBoss to go. And I shared this vision. And so I ended up taking over FiberBoss um, full time. And then, so the podcast kind of is still there. I kind of want to bring it back. But if we do, I'm thinking 2017 is going to be the way that we bring it back. I just got to figure out what direction I want that to go at the moment. But Mm -hmm. I noticed on in the group that live streaming and videos was just that's where like a lot of people are going towards because they like the authenticity at the moment. And so Mm-hmm. I love the fact that I could interact with people. It wasn't this one way, me just talking to a camera, which I can talk to a camera all day long. But yeah, <laughs> I, I know, me too. Right? It's so crazy. <laughs> but I, I love the interaction and I was able to answer the questions that people needed right then and right there. And I was able to start taking these grand business strategies and really bring it down to uh, a new beginner fiber boss, I call them fiber bosses, um, level. And even people (laughs) who've been in the industry for a while that are just kind of trying to get seen and um, noticed online, uh, bring it down to their level and how it really applies to the fiber industry. Um, Because I've, like I said, I'm really good at being a fly on the wall. So I've been able to see a lot um, and observe a lot and be in the middle of things. And so I've been able to uh, take those business things, put it in that. And that's kind of where Fiber Boss is going. It's a um, more of a business uh, college community area for people to learn um, specifically for the fiber industry. Mm-hmm. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, it's just, does that it's answer definitely your question? We're still gl- kind of figuring out the, the, the yeah. podcast itself, but Absolutely. Yeah. And, and do you keep me in the loop on that? Because I know Frenchie mentioned something like this is just an aside, but she said something, some kind of master course thingy, Majiggy. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and she, she had mentioned it, it asking if I wanted to be, uh, you know, involved uh-huh. in that, but I don't know. <laughs> hey, keep me in the loop. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Right. I'm excited to, to help in any way I can. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that's basically saying there's lots of exciting things ha- going to be happening in 2017 yes. <laughs> for you guys. Um, and so, so what's so so we've got the Fiber Boss Collective, but what's the difference? Like, Between what is Fiber, Fiber Boss? Boss, and Fiber Boss yeah. Collective. So, as you guys have heard, the story is the Fiber Boss Collective kind of started everything. And um, what I really liked, it was a good container for any business owner listening out there. Um, it's really good to listen to what I, I teach this. It's really good to listen to what your ideal customer wants and needs. And it's not always what we think they want or need. And so I kind of just started the collective, not with any grand thing to sell anything or, or such. Um, but then I started to notice people asking questions and the same thing over and over and over. And I, and I just wanted to like, like, jump through their screen and be like, no, this is what you need to do first before you even get to step 10. You need to start with step one. You know, there's all these little things. Mm. And so I was seeing what people needed. And then kind of, so Fiber Boss Collective kind of morphed into an overall brand of Fiber Boss. And now we have, um, I had just run a Fiber Boss College course. It just ended in December. And it was uh, about a few, it's the first time we had ran it. And it was uh, pretty much, how to how to get seen and noticed online because that's really we can't make money if people don't know who we are you know that's just simple simple as that and oh, so yeah. yeah and i think as farber artists we think a lot of we hear a lot of these business strategies but we can't it's hard to apply it 
right into our like hard, hard sell business, like a hard product business. And so I help them take those concepts and really apply it to that. And I use my um, kind of my proprietary framework. I actually call it my MCN formula. And I know fiber artists understand that acronym. <laughs> it's really funny. But um, it, what, what, it, what is it? Can you say that again? What is the acronym? MCN formula. MCN. MCN. I've never so heard of it's that. A, I should know, yeah, and I should totally know it. Fine. Yeah, no, anyway. no, no, no. It's a, it's my um, favorite fiber base, <laughs> merino cashmere nylon, <laughs> is what that uh, that acronym is. But I, I kind of tweaked it to stand for for my proprietary framework for the course is um, message create network, and so we first okay. talk about messaging and uh, kind of how to get your story out there, which I love because your podcast, you always get into the story behind that. But I feel as business owners, we tend to not share that as often until we feel hmm. feel comfortable. And so I kind of teach how to get that out sooner so people can start connecting with you because it's all about connection and engagement. And then create creating is, I really teach everyone how to do their own um, visuals. They're creating, um, they just the uh, the photography, the graphic design, everything around that. And the network really dives into being able to connect with your network, your social network on a, and get that high engagement and that connecting. Because I feel like that's kind of the culmination of everything is really connecting with your customers. So, wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so <laughs> this is a lot of stuff. I mean, you're like chock full of all this awesome information. So, so can someone sign up for the course? Right. Where so they go we to just like fiber, finished, fiber? Yeah. So that's where the big changes are happening. And I'm kind of glad so, that this is um, airing when it is because we have, uh, uh, we just finished the course. It was, it was set up as a college course, but I realized um, just after running it the first time that I want to make it more available to everyone else. So we are actually going to be creating it as, instead of just a college course, we're going to start calling it the Fiber Boss Campus. And so it's going to be kind of a membership site where uh, people can join monthly and they get like a little pack that is delivered to them uh, from each section. So an, a messaging class and creating class and a networking class every month. And that they have that for the year to kind of more bite-sized things because what I've noticed from my students is it was a lot of information and they said it was really good, but they just needed quick ways to um, uh, put it into action. So that's, we're kind of going to transition into the Fiber Boss campus instead. And that will actually mm. be launching in end of February. So yeah. Awesome. Well, that's great. And so well, we can share more at the end, but I'll just say now in case anyone's, you know, wanting to know, like, do they go to Fiber Boss? Is it knitfitch.com no, or fiberboss.com or how do they find Fiberboss it? Fiberboss.com. Knitfitch mm -hmm. is kind of where, how I came out. That was my first podcast. That's how I came out in the industry and my Instagram and things. But yes, fiberboss.com. And that will just give you a link to join the Fiberboss Collective totally free. And then they can just look awesome. for information coming then. Oh, that's so cool. That's awesome. So since you've started, you know, like, um, you know, in your business, what, what, you know, what is, have you, what's your, been your biggest struggle? Oh. If you don't mind sharing <laughs> yeah, that. No, I, I love yeah. sharing. My biggest struggle I would say would be trusting in myself as a business owner. Um, especially because I think we all like when we're even with relationships with people, um, we always have these grand ideas or, 
we have this, oh, I should say something. I should put this out there. Should I ask someone about this? Um, but we, or I should tell my story, for example. But we think, oh, no, people are going to judge us. People are going to mm. um, not want to follow me anymore, things like that. And I think my biggest struggle, and I still fight with it, is trusting that my instincts and trusting that, you know, putting myself out there in certain ways, people are going to connect. And if they don't, um, it's like this attraction and repulsion thing. And I feel like you can't market to everyone. You can't be the person to everybody. You have to repel some people because that's just you know, that's how we are naturally as human beings. We're attracted to some people as friends. We're repelled by some people as friends. I know that sounds yeah. kind of harsh, but that's just no, no, not how at it all. is. And so I think trusting myself and I still, like I said, I still struggle with it. I'm still learning and growing in that aspect. But I would say that's the biggest thing because it's held me back from mm-hmm. certain opportunities when I should have just trusted myself. So, yeah. And we can't be you know, everything, exactly. like we can't, what's like everything for everyone. Is that yes, the right way yes, of saying exactly, it, I guess? Exactly. <laughs> right. And then having the confidence that it's okay, because, you know, I think, and I know this for myself, you know, you want to please everybody, yes, and we just you know, can't. we want to be a people, people pleaser, <laughs> right. And you can't. Mm. And so once you get over that and you feel confident with that, then that's when things really start to kind of take off because you, then you're not, you're not holding back. And I think that when you do tell your story, like if you're struggling, if you're having a tough time, I think people really want to hear that. Mm -hmm. Don't you think? I mean, I know. Yeah. Those, those, those types of things that make you, you know, a real person. That's how people People connect with you. Because when they hear your stories, even good or bad, they put, we as humans always put ourselves in that situation. That's why we like movies. That's why we like books. We like to put ourselves in those characters positions. And it's same when we hear um, people that we liked, we look up to online or in business or anything, or even just brands that we like to be involved with, like, Chanel, like Coco Chanel, I love hearing about her story, you know, Mm. and that's what attracts me to her because I can put myself in those shoes and then you're deeper connected with that brand simply because they see themselves in your story. Absolutely. And, you know, I know on Fiber, the Fiber Boss Collective, you're, you're just an amazing cheerleader and an encourager. Uh, and you. so <laughs> I know you're always giving, you are like, I love your, you know, different, you know, your little quotes and motivation, motivational Monday. And, you know, it's great. Um, but I was going to say, so what kind of advice would you give someone wanting to start out on their fiber business? But you're giving that kind of advice all the time. But right here on the podcast, like what would you say to that person that's struggling and, and they're just not sure where to turn or, you know, how would you guide them? Honestly, I think there's three like points I would say. One, don't be afraid to share your story. And even if, and don't get caught up on thinking, I need a logo, I need a website, I need and I'm saying this as a visual brander, like I do logos and visual branding for many other brands. Um, I'm saying don't get stuck on that simply because that's mm-hmm. not what people connect with. People don't connect. And we, we've heard this in the business industry. Mm-hmm. You have to have the perfect logo because that represents your brand. Mm-hmm. But that's mm-hmm. not what people are connecting with. They're connecting with you first. Um, even if you have the most gorgeous logo, if you're, if they don't connect with you, they're just going to go find someone else that they do connect with. So my first thing is don't just put yourself out there and start telling your story and start making noise, start disrupting in whatever way that is. It doesn't have to be a bad thing. Like disruption doesn't have to be a bad thing. It's just getting out there and being, 
a voice, um, whichever where it can be a happy voice, it can be a sad voice, it can be whatever it is, but just being out there first. And that's also a way to test to see if people are attracted to you and things like that before you invest in things that really don't matter at this point in this in the game. And then my second one would then be um, uh, find a mentor, find um, whether that is um, being in a group like the Fiber Boss Collective, whether that's finding a business coach, whether that's finding just a friend. Because for me, it was Frenchy at first because we both lived in Japan, but we didn't live next to each other. But we would Skype <laughs> once a week with each other just to hold each other accountable. Um, because we, it's really hard to do it alone. As I've said, I, d I don't like being alone and things don't get accomplished and your dreams don't flourish when you're alone. It really does take a bunch of people. So that's number two. And then number three, I would just say start. Um, the best advice I ever got was, I'm going to butcher the quote, but it was a uh, year from now, you wish you had started today. And I always think, oh yeah, at first I heard that quote. I was like, yeah, you know, that's a nice concept thing. But I look back at just deciding to start the collective and what a whole year did look like and how much it did grow in just a year and thinking if I had just waited like a couple months, things would have changed, things would have, I might not have even done it. So just putting yourself out there and testing, I guess is number three. I'll rephrase that mm -hmm. in a better way. Just mm -hmm. be, don't be afraid to test your ideas before you invest lots of money in it. So, yeah, that's great. That's great. I great advice. And I and actually, I think you answered some of my next <laughs> sorry, few questions. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, 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 it's all right. Because I'm like, uh oh, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, because, you know, I was going to ask you if there was any advice. Well, actually, I was going to ask you, let me back up about accountability, because you just you kind of touched on that because, you know, you and Frenchie were both in Japan. And, you know, you're, you're solopreneurs or you're, mm -hmm. you know, you're working on your own and you need that, that connection mm -hmm. or else, you know, it's, it can be really dark and lonely. Yes. <laughs> and I think that that can really, you know, that can be a, a real deterrent when you're, when you're on your own. And so you have to really make sure that you have that connection with someone else. And so, you know, how, how did you, did you guys have like an accountability call? You, you said you guys Skyped like what, every week? Yeah. So yeah. yeah, yeah. So talk, talk about that. And do you, do you keep that going? I mean, do you have sort of an accountability process that you stick to every week with like a, like a mastermind yeah. or someone that you like an accountability partner? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't mind talking about yeah. that. Um, so what happened was, uh, we really both, we were in the same circles. We, we started, we both initiated the, in a way, the conversation we were on both on Instagram. I think that's where we both found each other was on Instagram and we just started commenting on each other's stuff. We both found out we were in Tokyo. And I guess that's my first tip is you don't be afraid to initiate it. Don't wait for someone to come and be your mentor, your, your business friend or things. You really need to put yourself out there and build that trust with people. And then that can happen. And so what happened is we had just talked and talked and talked online. Like, and finally we were like, we're both in Japan. Why don't we just like meet up on Skype. So we called each other and then we realized, you know, hey, we love talking to each other. We're both nerdy about this business stuff. We both love knitting. <laughs> we can knit and talk about business at the same time. Um, and we were both starting like that was well, she was just designing. Um, I was still trying to figure out what I was doing. And so she we just kind of decided once a week, we're going to talk to each other on Skype. 
Um, we're going to talk about our business. We kind of had like a, a rough framework, like she'd talk about her wins. I would talk about my wins. Um, she would talk about her struggles, my struggles, and we'd give each other advice type of thing. And it was just, and it really ended up becoming a way to become friends. Um, but it was really, really helpful. And then once that, we did that for a while. And then once we both have kind of grown, we still talk with each other quite frequently. We use an app called Voxer. It's kind of like a walkie talkie app. And so we don't really oh, have cool. structure. What's it? Voxer. What's it called? Vox- Voxer? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a fun cool. little walkie talkie app. And so we don't really have a structure. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> we don't have a structured um call but like we'll get on vox and we'll be like okay i'm having issues today what's up and then or hey how are you doing today just kind of checking in with each other but as we grew we both realized that we needed someone else to kind of guide us like someone who's four more steps ahead of us and i think with any business owner whether you've been doing this for 50 years or just one year you know we always need someone we need to be investing back into our own learning is how I feel, or you're going to just get stuck in like a rut. And so we both actually found the same coach and we did, took some of her courses. Her, the coach is called, her name's Jennifer Kem and took some of her courses. And then, um, I, and then Frenchie was like, okay, I got what I, I need right now. And she just went off and did an amazing job with her, uh, swatch studio and things like that. And then I invested back in a little bit more and I, did what's called Momentum Pro, which was a complete incubator for accountability. It gave us a a group of women where we um, check in with each other once a week. There was projects that we had to do to keep ourselves accountable. And it was just, it was hard work. It was a 90-day thing. It was really, really hard. Um, But then Mm. when I went into the next quarter without that, I was just kind of lost. I was like, what? what am I doing? I don't know. Like, I know what I'm doing, but I don't have those people to hold me accountable. And then um, after that, I kind of was like, I really want Fiber Boss to be bigger and not bigger as in like amount of people, but I want it to have more of an impact. And so I took the leap of faith actually this, the beginning of this year. And I invested in a, a very um, high end mastermind called FemFluence, which is um, Hmm. it's all about just women and women business owners in all aspects. And we hold each other accountable. And I have a coach at the same time. And I think without that, I I not think I know without investing in some sort of accountability, some sort of mentor, some sort of coach, uh, I would not be at all where I would be today at all. I would still Mm -hmm. be kind of thinking smaller than I, I do now. And I think the women... especially I just I love men in the group too but I like having the women around (laughs) because I feel like it's more of an empowering thing and it we force each other to think bigger to think um stronger and to help each other so yeah well I'm glad (laughs) that you mentioned that you know because I think that sometimes we 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 forget you know that it's the importance of actually uh, you know, putting our dollars, you know, talking mm-hmm. with our wallet or whatever. I don't know if you've heard that yeah. before, but it's like, it's, it's like the accountability, you know, that you're, you're putting your money on the line mm-hmm. too. And I think that sometimes people forget like, um, you know, that if they invest mm-hmm. in this way in their future, it really does make a huge difference. Yeah, And I actually, so, uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. I actually, no, um, I actually also, for me, when I look at people or teachers, especially, but even people, um, artists who will invest in 
um, their own education, I'm more inclined as a consumer to uh, invest in them because I know that they're learning, they're evolving, they're growing, and they're putting themselves first. And I feel like for coaches and mm. and business strategists and leaders as well, if you know that they're investing, and this isn't the only reason I do it, but the um, if you know they're investing, you know that that's going to trickle down to you as the consumer, you as the student as well. And I feel like Absolutely. That's the best way when you're doing your research on who to find a mentor is to really check to see if they're investing in themselves as well. Mm. Wow, that's really, really good <laughs> advice, Chelsea. Thank you so much for sharing that. So uh, like on a daily level, what, what kind of personal habit do you have that you think uh, contributes to your overall success? Um, I would say it's kind of a mixture of two things. I do. I'm not a meditator, but my knitting time is like my meditation time. It's the only way that I can calm my mind. Oh, yeah. And I think that <laughs> as actually one of my um, habits of success is just ha- being able to take that moment to clear your mind and think clearly because without it, especially as an entrepreneur, you're just kind of all over the place. You can literally just start spinning and spinning if you don't mm. find a way to center yourself. So I think that and the my priority of really looking at every follower, every customer, every student, every um, group member as a person and as a friend and really taking that time every day. I take, I set minimum about a half an hour every day to really go in and notice what people need connect with them, talk with them, like, just simply liking people's posts and things shows that you're paying attention and that you care. And again, Mm -hmm. I think that's how Fiber Boss Collective has, that's just kind of been the main um, must do, I guess, with Fiber Boss brand in general, is to really look at people as people and not as just customers or clients uh, as money, I guess. And oh, absolutely. yeah, taking that yeah. time to talk to them and get to know them and not just, oh yeah, like answering emails just randomly. Like I will admit one of my faults is waiting too long to answer emails sometimes, but it's because I want to actually have like a deeper conversation email and a response and not just a shallow surface thing. And so absolutely, I, I feel like we have a lot in common in that respect. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I, I think I can be late on answering emails, because I really want to connect with that person. And yeah, I feel the same way. It's like, that connection with that one person. It's like, mm-hmm. I'd rather connect to, like, you know, one person, like, authentically, exactly. rather than, like, have 1000s of followers that you know, I'm just, I can't connect to because, you know, it's overwhelming and there's just like a sea of people, right. you know, cause that can easily happen, right. you know, it's that profitable um, over popular thing. Like it's better to connect with few people than to be look popular, but you know, we all need to, we all want to get paid yeah. in this, in, in your, if you're an entrepreneur, you still want to get paid, but that's not going to happen if you don't connect with people. Absolutely. So. No, I, I totally agree. And I think it just, it, it I think, it happens. Like if you're, if you're being authentic mm-hmm. and you're really connecting with your audience and you're putting yourself out there 110, 120%, whatever it is, I think it's just sort of like the law. You exactly. know what I mean? Like, I don't know, <laughs> the law of reciprocity yes. or whatever. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but you know, like it's, it comes back. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, what goes around comes around. Yes. Is that the way the, yeah. Cor- yeah. yeah. And that's, I, I often get quotes no, wrong, but fine. I think I said that yes, one you right, did. you know? <laughs> 
so anyway, and that's, that's the truth, you know? So I think if you, if you, if you, if you approach things in that way, then yeah, I, I think that you'll definitely, um, experience success yeah. in life and our world you know? is crazy. and resources will come resources yes. will come right in the form of money or whatever yes. it is. So yeah, and our world is absolutely. craving, um, that engagement. That's why live stream is so popular because they want to have us, they want to tell their stories. It really comes down to that. They want to tell their stories. They want to be involved. Um, and that's also why Facebook and Instagram and all these social platforms are favoring engagement because they realize that that's what people want and that's what people need at this point in time. Mm-hmm. So, absolutely. Well, Chelsea, this was this was great. I feel like I could keep keep on talking I know, to you. I feel like I, talk, I like talked your ears off. I'm so sorry. No, this was great. I mean, it was it was like exciting, a lot of energy, and you know, I just I feel like there's so many different topics that we could open oh, up yeah. <laughs> but maybe that means that maybe that means you have to come back oh, for another episode <laughs> or 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 maybe like a part two and i could say if this was earlier in the day we would just keep going and then i would turn it into a part two but but no i'm serious i'm not kidding okay. we have to have a part two yes, and maybe do we'll it. do like um i don't know like a mini mini teaching of some sort oh, or you a can get mini me talking or, i love to talk yeah <laughs> i love to teach so, i guess is more like teach and, and interact again we've talked about it i love to connect and yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, I love it. And so I and I'm serious. I really am. So okay. we'll we'll keep in touch. And then um, we'll, we'll figure out what the next, uh, you know, episode together. Definitely. Will be. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. So, um, so how can the listeners learn more about you just kind of I know yeah. you gave some information earlier, but like just kind of do a little shout yeah, out again, no. like how they can learn more about the you. The best place to follow me specifically is um, on Instagram at knit Fitch. F-I-T-C-H. Um, that's just kind of my personal, that's where most of my social media is done. Um, but um, if you are very interested in uh, joining the Fiber Boss Collective, it's free to join. You just need to be um, either a business owner in the fiber industry or an aspiring one. Uh, that is where you can go. You just go to fiberboss.com. It will put you on the email list, but I don't bombard with emails <laughs> I don't know, care if you're on, but you know, like we don't bombard mm-hmm. with emails. Um, oh, no. It's really just go to fiberboss.com and you'll get on the email list. You'll get the link to a direct link to the Fiberboss group. And yeah, that I mean, all the juicy stuff is inside the collective. So that's the place yeah, to be. Super totally. simple. <laughs> it's great. Well, Chelsea, thank you so much for joining well, thank me thank you for this having me i was I, this was a lot of fun i enjoyed it it made <laughs> yeah, me miss totally this podcasting thing so <laughs> <laughs> i know you're gonna have to get into it right <laughs> uh, okay all right i'll see ya wow that was some interview don't you think uh chelsea is pretty awesome so she shared lots of actionable advice that you could use immediately and you know make sure that you go and check out her uh her her group on facebook and you can find her all over the place on social media as well uh so yeah this was awesome. I really loved talking with Chelsea and I can't wait to do it again. So don't be surprised if you see another episode with Chelsea pop up pretty soon. So with that, I'm going to leave you. And again, thank you for listening. And if you haven't already had a chance to leave a review for 
the show, you can go ahead and do that by going to iTunes and then searching for Power Pearls Podcast, or you can go to powerpearlspodcast.com forward slash iTunes and then leave a review. And you can also do it from your from your iPhone as well. So uh, that would really help get the podcast out to more people. So I would really appreciate that. And with that, I will say thank you and I'll see you next time. Have a good one.